Welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends just talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And we are back. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a little later than usual. (laughs) Our episodes usually come out on Tuesday, but as our Instagram followers are aware, um, we've had some things going on, so... Lots of things. We'll just jump right into it with our second week, because I already know, Lacey, what is your suck for the week? Well. (laughs) Well. Where to begin? Exactly. So, my suck for the week is basically, we're text Alaska right now. Yes. (laughs) Um, if you have not watched the news, Texas has experienced a horrific, catastrophic winter storm um, in which Texas is not equipped to deal with, which has resulted um, at one point with four million people out of power. And we're talking the low the other night was zero degrees. So zero Actually, degrees. Actually, I think it went. I think it went. Negative it went below. Five. Yeah, it went negative. That's what my mom said too. And there's no power, there's no heat, no. so we don't have all the things that northern states have to deal with this kind of stuff. We don't have snow plows, we don't have trucks out salting and sanding, um, they we just don't. don't no, we don't have chains that. on our tires, we exactly. can't go anywhere. We don't have no power. Because <laughs> it never happens. So take away all the things that you, that northerners have to deal with, and we don't have, I mean, even like clothing, like Mm-hmm. The clothes I could buy at Old Navy in Colorado were much different than the clothes I could buy here. Like the flannels are thicker. I have a fleece line jeans that I bought from there. They don't sell that kind of stuff here. So, because I've seen a lot of people like making fun of Texas, and I'm like, no, no, no. You yeah, don't understand. understand. <laughs> Lacey, why don't you go ahead with your experience? Because you've had it pretty rough this week. So. Sunday night, it was probably maybe two, three in the morning. Our power goes out. And they had already warned us, you know, the storm's coming in. We may have rotating blackouts, mm-hmm. etc. Our power did not come back on <laughs> until mm-hmm. like eight o'clock that night. And when it came back on, we only had like two hours of power before it went back out again for another eight hours. Mm-hmm. And this has continued all the way until last night when it started to stabilize a little bit. It started being longer chunks and then altogether it's just stayed. Yeah. So they had warned people about rolling blackouts, which mm-hmm. is not a common thing here. Um, yeah. I think in the my entire life, they've done it one summer when it was, I think it was that summer where we had like a hundred something days over 100 degrees. That right. was when we had rolling blackouts. Um, but the same thing happened to my mom. It was not rolling. It was just blacked out from yeah, Sunday yeah. night to, like, yesterday. Yeah, they said it was going to be 15 to 45-minute intervals, and it mm-hmm. was not. <laughs> and, um, I mean, we're not going to get into it because it's not a political podcast, but the state of Texas failed very, its citizens. Very um, and that's why things are the way that they are now. Most people have electricity back, but now water is an issue. Yes. Um, and a lot food, of cause and our food. groceries have been out. Nobody has been able to get here. No. Mm-mm. The yeah, the stores are bare. Um, so some places are having to boil their water because the water's been contaminated. So we're being told to conserve that. Um, it's getting it's getting a little rough. Um, I think another pipes thing have been frozen. Pipe. That's the, yes. Pipes are frozen and they're bursting. And I live in an apartment building, 
and the water's going to, I mean, thankfully nothing has happened. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, a lot of food is grown here and a lot of livestock comes from here. Mm. And these, um, cattle ranchers are having a hard time keeping their cows alive. Right. Cause it's so cold. Yes. And they can't get water. The water's frozen. So they can't give them food and water to keep them alive. So, I mean, this is going to cause a lot of problems for the entire country. I think it's going to be a while before we recover. Um, Steve and I have been extremely fortunate. We lost power for a few minutes Monday, but it knocked out our Wi-Fi. So we couldn't do anything Monday. Um, then we haven't lost power again until today, but they told us they were going to be shutting off the power and water to make repairs. So we lost power a few times today, but I mean, there are people that have lost everything. Mm-hmm. People's homes have caught on fire. People have mm-hmm. died from carbon monoxide poisoning, trying alternate methods to stay warm. To stay warm, yeah. People have died from freezing to death. I and mean, Lord, Lord knows how many people are going to be discovered after this is over. Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's rough. So we're getting through it. Um, the bookstagram community is absolutely lovely. Yes. Amazing. I cannot tell you how many like messages and comments that we've gotten on people checking on us, um, at booked bandit, Kelly, she's been checking on us like every day. Kelly, we love you. I've been relaying all those to Lacey. It's very heartwarming to see everyone reaching out and coming together. And, and that's another thing is Texans are very different from other States and that we do care about one another. And just seeing everyone helping one another and, you know, trying to make sure everyone has what they need. People that normally sell firewood are giving away firewood for free just to try to help people stay warm. You know, people are having other people come into their home. Uh, one of my friends, she actually has twin babies and she was in the same situation as you and my mom. It wasn't a rolling blackout. It was just a blackout. Um, but our, so the way our apartment is set up, it's like a, it's a loft with, floor to ceiling windows and there's no insulation. So while we had the heater running, the living room and kitchen, which is, it's just one big open space would not get above 50 degrees. So we're like huddled in the bedroom, me, Steve, the dogs, like that's where we stayed this entire time at the bedroom. We ate in the bedroom. We did everything in the bedroom. And I'm like, I told my friend, I'm like, Hey, you know, bring the kids over. But like, it's going to be cold in the living room. So my dad actually stepped up and he was like, Hey, tell him to come over here. Cause he apparently lives on an emergency grid and he never lost power. And he's like, I have three bedrooms upstairs. We have plenty of food. Tell, tell her to bring the kids and come on over. So it's stuff like that. Like when you see people helping other people, it's very, it's lovely to see. Mm-hmm. It very much is. So yeah, that's our suck for the week. Um, We've all, we've been told that the water pressure, I think you're under a boil, boil warning, right? I haven't, we haven't seen anything for our county where we are at, okay. but okay. we keep looking. We've it's all been, the surroundings. Okay. Yeah. I think we're kind of surrounded too. The city told us, uh, prepare for low water pressure or for it to like shut off completely. So we filled the bathtub with water to like flush the toilet and then. We filled up like every jug and bottle we own to like with water for us and the dogs to drink. Mm-hmm. So we were prepared. Um, 
have some distilled water too. So we'll get through it. Um, do you have a sweet for the week or is it just? It's the little things. <laughs> yeah. All right now. I mean, you've had power in 24 hours, so you're warm. Well, and amongst COVID and this, it's, it's the know. little things right now. So mm-hmm. I put on the other night, I did a beauty night because I couldn't fucking do anything else. I couldn't see, I couldn't to read, I couldn't watch TV, <laughs> eat, like our even our cellular coverage was completely down. Like I couldn't text anybody, couldn't call anybody, nobody could call or text me. I don't even think I could dial emergency numbers if I needed to. But yeah, that's what my manager was saying that every time her power went off, because like, apparently the cell towers um also rely on this power. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I only could use my cell phone when the power would come back on, and I was like, Lord Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because of that. <laughs> I had a little beauty knife the other day. <laughs> oh, that's nice. What did you and do? And I put on a face mask and I put on a foot mask. Okay. What it, you mentioned this and I was going to ask, what is a foot mask? So it's this little set you can get on Amazon and you put it on your feet for an hour. And over the next three to seven days, it peels off all the dead and rough skin. So it's just mm. smooth and baby's bottom underneath. Okay. I um, I have to try that next time I come over there. Definitely. That's going to be my suite is finally seeing you. Because you may have yes. remembered we were going to have a Valentine's Day celebration. And we could not because another child in Lacey's son's school class tested positive for COVID. Yes. So had that not happened, we would have recorded on Galentine's Day and this episode would not have been late. So no. blame COVID. Yes, blame, blame COVID. And then blame <laughs> our blizzard. Yeah. So I'm blizzard. Hoping next weekend I can see your face. Hopefully there's no snow. Hopefully we can <sighs> escape. Yeah. Oh, yes. And be married. And be married. <laughs> God. My also um, my second little part of my suite is I've made it halfway through a book that is not <laughs> a book we've had to read. Okay, what book is it? It is. It's an older book. It's like I think 2011ish, but it's Witches of the East End by Melissa De La Cruz. She's also the author of the Blue Blood series. Is that a show now? Which is I think least. so. It sounds familiar. Every time I read the title, it sounds familiar, but I'm not completely sure. I should look that up. Let me look I it up. I think that Channing Tatum's wife is in it. I thought that too, but I think it might have been a different show. Maybe not. Okay, I'm Googling it. Witches of East End. Yep. It was. That's what it, it is. It was, yeah. And it also has the chick from Gilmore Girls that married Rory's dad. Oh, and she's also in Riverdale. She's um Betty's mom in Riverdale. She's in it too. Oh, well, this show is only on for like a year. Because <laughs> it was like first date 2013, final date 2014. <laughs> yeah, two seasons. Oh, man. I wonder if it's good. It has 7.6. So What's the book about? It's about this mother and two daughters and their witches. So they're in this town. Supposedly they've been stripped of their power. They're not supposed to practice witchcraft anymore. And things start happening and they start practicing again. Is it smutty? A little. 
Okay. It's like tastefully smutty. Like it doesn't. <laughs> no body parts. Well, I mean, there is body parts, but it's oh. not like a lot of body parts. It's not like he rammed it up her. Right. <laughs> right. Classy smut. <laughs> so is there any sex magic? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to read this. <laughs> In a way. Okay. Wait, is it like a love potion? Or is it like... Yes. Next? Oh, wow. <laughs> several, just, several different... <laughs> like two for two here. Like, I think like five, four or five. Damn. All right, well, I'll read it. So, I'm excited to talk about this book. I have a huge surprise for you, by the way. Um, I've kind of teased it on Instagram, and I think I've told... Well, obviously, one person knows. William knows, but he doesn't know what it is. And then, of course, Steve knows. Steve always knows. Steve always knows. Producer always has to You're not getting it to the end of the episode. (laughs) So the book we read this week is... A Touch of Darkness by Scarlet St. Clair. And it is a modern retelling of mm-hmm. Hades and Persephone. And William said that that was correct. William is our official fact checker. And Persephone is the <laughs> correct pronunciation. Which um, it kind of helps that she does say it in the book. One of the characters says that her they call her Sephi. So it kind of oh, helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. Um. So why don't you give them a quick synopsis and then we'll jump I mean, into you kinda did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the modern yeah. story of Persephone and Hades about how they actually meet and fall into their underworld story about, I mean, not exactly how everybody knows because mm-hmm. originally I think she was kidnapped by Hades in like olden but this is not that <laughs> she's not kidnapped so okay. i did a little bit of research mm-hmm. on the backstory because you know we've heard it like over the years right. um and in researching so i researched on like britannica.com um this one is penn state so psu.edu and com. So basically, like, there's so many variations, but Mm -hmm. like the central story is just like you said, she's like out picking flowers in a field one day because her mother is, okay, we're going to have to look up our pronunciation. Demeter. That's what I was thinking it was too. Demeter, the goddess of the harvest. Persephone is the goddess of spring. Mm -hmm. So she's out picking flowers and Apparently, Hades has been, like, watching her for a while and, like, has, like, fallen in love with her. And also, if you're not familiar, Hades is the god of the underworld. And so, while she's picking flowers, the ground cracks open. He comes up in this, like, black chariot with these black horses and steals her away to the underworld. And so, yeah, he literally kidnapped her. And she, like, won't eat anything. She won't take anything from him. But then, so this is, like... This is one of the variations is some people say like he gave her a pomegranate. Mm -hmm. Some people say a soul gave her a pomegranate and she ate some of the seeds. And 
Zeus is her father. Demeter is her mother. So Demeter is like mourning the loss of her daughter. And this was also, it said, this was Britannica that said, um, it was a way that the Greeks like described their seasons. Cause while Demeter's in mourning, like everything's kind of dead. Mm-hmm. Which would make me think like winter time. Right. Um, so Zeus is like, yo, bro, Hades, <laughs> you can't do this shit. And, um, He's like, well, you know, she ate some of the seeds. So, and Zeus is like, well, how many seeds did you eat? And she said six. So he goes, okay, well, you're going to have to spend six months out of the year in the underworld. And then the other six months you can spend with your mom. So some of them said she only had like four seeds. And then another thing I read said, um, he like Zeus just picked six. It wasn't like the um, amount of seeds that she had. That was just what he decided or whatever. And then, some of the stories say, you know, she grew to love him and some say, no, she was always a prisoner. So it just kind of depends on like what you read. Yeah. But the story in this book um, differs. Completely. completely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is old. a love story. Yes, it is definitely a love story. Definitely smutty. Oh, yeah. It's good. It, like, I loved this book I so too. much. This I have good. already ordered the second one. <laughs> I read this one so fast. And that was another too. thing that because we kept having to record, like delay our recording. I'm like, man, because I finished this book so fast. Like so it's been a fast. since I read it. I'm like, yeah. damn it. Okay. Well, let's just jump into our questions. So these are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and our questions. What was your favorite part of the book? so many I know. <laughs> so many but I think I'm going to pick something not so obvious my favorite part was the inclusion of so many different types of flowers and plants oh okay yeah I could see that being your favorite part well she is the goddess of spring so. yes yes okay now how do you say the name of the flower that's Hades symbol it's like n n a r i is that okay that's narcissus which i think basically is like a daffodil right yeah it looks pretty much like a daffodil mm-hmm. okay so that's his like symbol and then there's like a lot of flowers um so at the beginning of the book persephone is a college student and her entire life, her mother has held her prisoner. She doesn't know why. She thinks she is a goddess without magic. So she's like, well, I'm just going to go live in the mortal world. And her mother has agreed to it. And she's like, stay away from other gods and stay away from Hades. Because her mother knows that Hades and Persephone are like destined destined mm-hmm. to be together. By the fate. So she's like, stay away from him. But she doesn't tell her this. So what does any other teenage girl do? exactly what your mama tells you not to do right so she's in college to be a journalist okay like your mom's the goddess of the harvest but like okay if that's your jam go for it so she's in college (laughs) to be a journalist and she's like interning at the this newspaper and she wants to make a name for herself so she's like i'm gonna write an investigative piece on hades so that's kind of how the book starts um my favorite part of the book would probably be how Scarlet St. Clair personifies 
all of these gods that you like the majority of people are familiar like with the most popular ones yes like, but she puts faces to yes them. and personalities and i think my mm-hmm. favorite is probably i don't know if i'm saying it right hermes hermes steve steven steven <laughs> The god of, like, the messenger of the Hermes. Hermes. Okay. Because, like, the luxury brand purses is Hermes. No, this is Hermes. Steve said it's Hermes, too. Okay. So, Hermes, uh, he's probably one of my favorite characters. He's so, like, he's definitely the comic relief or one of them. He's so funny. And he just kind of, like, pops up all the time. Um, And he's kind of like... I don't want to get into it and ruin it for you because I think it's more in the second book, but he's kind of like her bestie. Yes. Her bestie without being her like all the time bestie. Yeah. Yeah. Her boy bestie. Yeah. Yeah. Her boy bestie. Um, What was your least favorite part of the book? My least favorite part of the book is just her being so naive. Yeah. And I know most of it was because she was sheltered, but like she doesn't yeah. even know about the river sticks. Like your mother's a god and she hasn't told you anything about the underworld or anything about any of these gods at all. Well, like you don't question I mean, your history or your family or where she came from. She didn't want her to know and she kept her locked up in a greenhouse. So I mean that's under her ignorance is understandable, but Right. Most of it. But like you don't she didn't like she didn't ever question her mother about any of the history. Like at some point, you know, your mother's the only one you're seeing because she's not letting you out of her sight. You're not going to be like, right. mom, 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 mom. And, you know, we don't know that she didn't. True. But um, I get your point. Yeah. But like it she swam little... through the river sticks and like it almost killed her. She <laughs> yeah. Um, even I knew that one because I've seen right. the movie Hercules and I know what's up. Right. <laughs> we know um, about those fake strings. Okay. <laughs> I would say my least favorite part of the book was um, A, that she is, okay, so also in this, in the beginning of the book, you find out that the gods are kind of like out, like. Like everybody knows who they are. Everyone knows who they are, yes. Um, they're, they're like business owners, like Hades mm-hmm. has a nightclub, Aphrodite has like a club and a clothing store. Um, they're still being worshipped because, like, in current Greek culture, they're the old gods. They're no longer worshipped. Um, the Greek Orthodox Church, like, worships Jesus and God now. So this is different. And, um, like, <laughs> one funny thing that they always say is, like, oh, my gods. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, yes, they're they're kind of, like, out in the open. Um, they're kind of a gossip like people love to gossip about them and you know talk about them and speculate there's like soap operas about them so and come and ask for favors of all kinds yes yes um so that was one of, wait what did i say was my least favorite part you didn't did i say no i don't think i said no um so well, maybe it's because of my own laziness but if my mom was a goddess i'm not going to college and i'm not going to try to get a job <laughs> Absolutely not, and never but, going to happen. But I think you would change your mind if, like, you were completely sheltered. Like, nope. imagine, like, snowstorm situation, like, 24-7 for 18 years. You can leave me in that greenhouse 
forever. <laughs> I'm not getting I'm a job. I'm going to grow like the tree and exactly. flower I am. <laughs> I'm not getting a job. But maybe that's the difference between Persephone and I. I don't know. Number two, my <laughs> least favorite thing is Scarlet. I love you. But in my mind, Hades does not have a man bun. No. no. Freaking way. <laughs> I do like the long hair idea, but not the man bun. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I can roll with the long hair. But Hades would not put his hair up in a bun. No, he would not. Well, Maybe a nice a long braid, but I not a bun. That. But I do not find a man bun attractive. No. No. I like a good braid, but uh, no bun. <laughs> okay. Was it a fast or slow read and why? Definitely fast because I just loved it. I loved it. I wanted more and more and more. Me too. Um, it got to the point where <laughs> I think I told you and I think I told Kelly this. Uh, I was like, if they don't bone soon, yes, I'm gonna die. Yes, because it's like two thirds of the book before it was such a tease. It was a tease, and it was they the chemistry they had, and I think the author, yes, she wrote it beautifully it was like they're looking Definitely. at each other and they're like breathing heavy and it's like holy i could shit. feel the sexual frustration exactly. as the reader exactly me too and i'm like oh my god like girl and but, i'm ooh. sorry but in my mind ooh. katie's is fine yes he is absolutely a sex icon girls love the bad little ugh. katie's yeah. is no exception um, and next, I'm sure William is loving this book. <laughs> Which event, scene, or character has stuck with you the most? I mean, Hades. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I agree. So. He's just, like, everybody thinks he's so bad just because yes. he's so secretive. Yes. Um, so while she's working at this paper, she meets Adonis. I believe that's how you say it. We'll get to him. Adonis. Adonis, there you go. And um he's also working at the paper and like he gets them in. so apparently it's like really hard to get into these clubs that the gods own. And Hades Club is called Nevernight. Yes. And Adon Adonis. How do you say that? Adonis. <laughs> Adonis. He gets them in and they're like, there's like a two year wait list. Like, how did you do that? And he's like, oh, you know, I have my ways. Haha. So they go. And like, from the moment this chick walks in, it's like her and Hades are like, I fucking mm-hmm. like it's on like Donkey Kong. And um, so she. They've heard of like people because his his club is a casino. People go there to gamble. But sometimes they want to speak with Hades, and that's kind of his thing, is he'll play you a card game. Like, maybe they want something, but it kind of reminded me of, like, the Crossroads demon on Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Like, they give you what you want, but they're going to come for your soul in ten years kind of situation. Um, So she thinks that is wrong, and she's like, I'm going to write an article in my newspaper and expose you. And people are like, dude, I would not mess with the god of the underworld. And she, people don't know that she's a goddess. Remember, she doesn't have, she doesn't think she has power. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, like nothing's really going to happen to me because um, my mom's a goddess. So it's like, get fucked. I'm going to do whatever I want. So she writes this article about him anyways. And he actually kind of, mm, 
So they kind of trap her into this deal where he's like, oh, I'll teach you how to play cards. But she doesn't realize, like, just sitting down to play cards with him is a deal. And she doesn't even know who he is at this point. She doesn't even know. Yeah, she doesn't even know who he is. I mean, she kind of has an idea. But she I don't think she did at that point. You don't she think didn't she did? know. No, because she had gone up into this VIP section and there was so many people in there. Hot ass looking man. And she, mm-hmm. he was like, hey, do you, know, you want me to teach you how to play cards? And she was like, okay. Because he didn't say who he was at this point. Right. So he says the bargain is she has to create life in the underworld. Or she's going to be a prisoner there. And he knows immediately who she is. He knows who she is. He knows what she's the goddess of. So he's like, this should be no trouble at all for you. He has a special ability to see into people's souls and see their greatest weakness, which could be their greatest strength. And that's what, that's what she thinks is so wrong is because she thinks he's using that against people. So like, for instance, an alcoholic comes to him and he'll say, okay, I'll give you, you know, your wish or whatever, but you can never drink alcohol again for the rest of your life. So she thinks that's wrong. But like Lacey said, he can, he can see your soul and he knows what you're capable of. So she's like, okay, I'll create life. And then she's like, shit, he doesn't know that I don't have power. So she like goes to buy some seeds because she's like, I'm going to plant these seeds in the underworld. And I'm going to water it and watch it grow. Well, she has a power, but she doesn't know that it's a power. Anything, any plant she touches just wilts. Yes. So she thinks he did this on purpose. Like knowing that everything she touches dies, that she's not going to be able to make anything live. Um, So she like kind of wants to resent him, but she's like attracted to him like crazy. So there's a lot of like back and forth there. Um, well, then she meets the goddess of witchcraft, who is probably one of my other favorite characters. Hey, Kate. Okay. I was thinking that's how you say it too. So I looked it up. So. Is it Hecate or something? Is it a Hecate? This is on YouTube. Shit, it's an ad. <laughs> Let me, uh, get that away from the microphone. <laughs> okay. We are not endorsed. <laughs> are gonna... Hecate in Shakespeare. Hecate. 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 That is Emma saying dot com. Hecate. I was saying hectate in my mind the whole time. So was I. Hecate or hectate. Hecate. Yeah. Hec- what did that thing just say? Hecate. Hecate. She's probably one of my favorite characters. Um, she is like, she, like she. She stays down in the underworld. Like, she's got a nice little crib down there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um. She's the goddess of witchcraft. She's the goddess of witchcraft. And she's so funny. And she's so, like, she just immediately takes Persephone under her wing. And she's like, well, you know, we'll figure it out, dear. And she, like, introduces her to all the souls. And it's, the underworld is not, like, what people, well, in the book, it's not what people think it is. It's kind of, yeah, there's a bad place where bad people go, but the majority of people are like in a nice little pretty village. Like, and, yeah, and then every now and then they'll have a festival for all mm-hmm. the souls that are reincarnated. And most of them are really happy. And Persephone's like, "Wow, how come I've never like how come people don't know this?" And heck, what's her name? Hecate. God damn, I can't remember this shit. It's been a long thing. Hecate is like, you know, Hades wants people to think 
certain things. Like he doesn't want people to know how he really is because then, you know, people wouldn't fear him. So he's actually like extremely compassionate and does, you know, what he should with the people, like the bad people go to the bad place kind of thing. So she meets Hecate and they have a really good friendship. She makes friends with another soul that's in the underworld. So it's kind of like she's finding her place down there and, you know, kind of feeling like she might belong there as well. Would you say? <laughs> what? I didn't. Oh, what do you think? You don't think like she felt kind of at home in the underworld and being maybe- No, I don't think it was at home really. I think it was more that she was just kind of content with having to be down there to do her work. Really? And if she ended up down there, maybe she could like it at first. Because she's fighting all of this at first. Yes, you have to remember. She she's resisting it. everything. She's in fear that she's going to be stuck down there when she fails to make something grow. And I kind of felt like they, because even, uh, she even says at one point, heck, heck how do you say her name? Hecate. Damn it. I guess. <laughs> she even tells her because she tells Hecate her plan she's like well that's one way to make life and she's like or you could have a baby and that's what I was thinking was going to happen I right. was thinking she was going to get pregnant because he never specified it could have been he several he never specified he just said create life and there are so many ways you could go so that's what I kept thinking was going to happen Um, but you're right it was very against you know she feels like she's going to be stuck down there so she is resisting and she is fighting it. And, but I think she was kind of like, it's it's supposed to be beautiful. Like where his palace is, there's all these beautiful mm-hmm. gardens, which are not real. They're all an illusion of his magic. Cause she's like, why do you need me to grow some shit down here when you have all of this? And he just like waves his hand and it's just like desolate, nothing. And she's like, holy shit. So Hades is powerful. AF. Um, yeah. What was your, did you already say what your event scene character has stuck with you the most? No. We, okay. Oh, what? yeah, we did. It was the character with Hades, obviously. Okay. What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? I loved the way she wrote everything and explained everything and how it flowed. Me too. Um, I don't think there was any, like, one standout line sentences. But there was definitely vocabulary just with all these gods and mm-hmm. their territories and domains and who they were and what they were god and goddesses of. Yeah, I agree. I like the way that she kind of wove all of that in there. It's It was like really smooth and I enjoyed it. There was nothing that I was like, oh, I really like that. I like, I loved the entire book. It was great. I did too. Um, so next question. Would you want to read another book by this author? Of course. I've already ordered the second one. <laughs> I already started the second one. So yes. And apparently the third one is coming out in like yes. May. Mm-hmm. But there's also ones from Hades' point of view. So I'll be checking out those as well because I cannot get enough of those too. 
There is also an insert at the back of Hades' point of view of their first meeting, but I have not read it yet because I did not want it to skew oh. any of my views. I didn't get that because I had the Kindle version, so I'll have oh. to check that out. Yeah, that wasn't in mine. Lucky. So did reading <laughs> the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? Well, of course, because it was hot. Yes. Absolutely. Steve was very glad that I read this book. <laughs> I was over here fanning myself like the entire time, like, whoo! Yes, there were some very hot, oh my god, so the part where they're in the bath, which yes. is like a giant pool, and she's like on the edge. Yes. Oh my freaking god. That's why, I, and then the, okay, so what was the assistant's name? How do you say that? Um, M-I-N-T-H-E? Mint. I'm thinking it's Mint. She's a bitch. Right, because at the end she, you know, she turns around. And she just like, like Hades is giving Persephone a kiss down under, and Mint, this bitch just walks in, like business as usual. She's like, sir, and it like interrupts, and I'm like, they're about to do it. Like I've been waiting on this for like 200 pages. So Mint is. (sighs) Hades assistant and the pools that they're in is his personal bath yes like where he bathes and this bitch is just gonna walk in there so this also creates a lot of animosity for Persephone because she's like all right you fucked this bitch didn't you and guess what he did because the entire time Mint does not like Persephone. She's out to get her. She hates her because she's come into her territory Mm -hmm. when Mint has been trying to win over Hades, but Mm -hmm. Hades has never looked at her that way. Besides the one night that he said was a huge mistake. He says he keeps her around because she's loyal and loyalty is hard to find. And at one point Mint even goes to Persephone and she's like, I will tell you how to grow this shit. So you can get the hell out of here because I don't want you around here. So she like makes no bones about it. Um, yeah, she's a bitch. I hated her. I did too. <laughs> but you have to have somebody to hate. Yes, you do. And she, absolutely. And Miss Sinclair made mm-hmm. the perfect character to hate because I felt the bitchiness. I felt she those ice scares mm-hmm. <laughs> that Miss gave. So what surprised you most about the book? I'm surprised I liked this so much. Me too. Exactly the same thing. Like, this was just kind of an off-the-wall pick. We go through... I've never even heard of it. No, I haven't either, but we go through Goodreads, and we see, like, most recent releases. And I think I went through Amazon for this one. Like, I think it was the most recent, like, release with the most sales. It was some kind of filter that I had put on, and I think I found it that way this time. It is so good. Like, I can't believe more. Which is going to be another question. Is this book overrated or underrated? It's underrated. It is definitely underrated. I cannot believe I had not heard of it. It is so good. And I think everybody on Instagram was like, oh, my goodness, we haven't heard of this either. Read it. Yeah. So, like, whenever whenever Lacey and I are going to pick a book, that's one of the things we look for is how many posts are there on Instagram? Because if it's on Instagram, people are talking about it. And that's kind of where we want to stay is things that people are talking about. Also, because we need pictures of the book. Um, and people have also asked, why do you just repost pictures, other people's pictures? For two reasons. One, 
I cannot take 17 pictures of the same no. book. I'm not a professional photographer and it's not no. going to look cute. Number two, it's how, it's how we connect with you guys. Yes. We talk and how we get more fans and how we become fans and everything yes. in between. I, that's how I've met like Kelly. I asked to use one of her pictures. That's how I started talking to several of you is I asked to use one of your pictures first. It's how we connect with one another. Cause some, there's been some bitches that are like, um, no, you can't use my picture. And I'm like, okay. Well, and that's fine. That's like, that's yeah. Fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just trying to get people talking, interested in the show and connect with our listener. That's why we use your pictures. But that's one of the things we look at is are people talking about it? So, I mean, it was a much lower number of posts of this book. But when Lacey, because the first book she picked, there was none. And I was like, Lacey, that one's not going to work. Ain't nobody got time to take so many pictures. (laughs) And all my pictures look the same. So it's not going to be good aesthetically. So then when she picked this one, I went on there and I said, hey, there's like 900 pictures. So, you know, it's perfect. And um, it's like once I started talking to those people that had read it, every single person said the same thing. They're like, oh, my God, this book is amazing. Like, you're going to love it. Like, oh, and then there's the second one. And then there's this one from Hades perspective. And I'm like, damn, people really like this book. Like, so the people that have read it love it. It's just not I feel like not enough people know about it. And we need to change that. Yes. Even Kelly. I we got Kelly to read it. Yes. <laughs> Let us know. Okay. Um Okay, I I was confused at what question I was at. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I mean it didn't change my opinion of the book. I still loved it. Because we always knew they were going to end up together. It just needed to happen quicker. They needed to stop resisting so much. Mm-hmm. And just let it go. Just just bald. Just love. Let it go. I agree. My opinion didn't change because I loved it. I liked how it wraps it up. Because sometimes when a book is in a series, it leaves you all on a cliffhanger. Or it does feel like it was rushed. And yeah. I don't think it felt rushed either. No. It was a great ending. Um, one and thing I think it's not really an ending. Right. A beginning. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, one of the things that annoyed me is, like you said, Persephone is so naive, but also she's so, like, she does the exact opposite of what everyone freaking says. Everything. Like, she's like, trust me. And she's like, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this myself. And then someone's got to save her, which is probably illustrating She's young. She's naive. She's new to she's all of this. She's her own time. woman. She's her own woman. She wants an identity outside of her relationship with him. And I understand that. He's one of the big three. I totally freaking get that. Um, but it was kind of annoying at times. But I don't care. I still love the book. I don't How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? I think it was great. Me too. I think it was great. Because, I mean, it works for Hades, mm-hmm. A Touch of Darkness, and it also mm-hmm. works for Persephone in the mm-hmm. beginning, because everything she touches turns to darkness. Mm-hmm. Did this book remind you of any other books, or is it an original idea? I mean, it's not original in the sense that it's Persephone and Hades, but it is original that it's a modern version, and it yes. was a modern version that worked. Yes. I completely agree. Because there's like the goddess test. Yes. 
Um, but that is like a it's new completely pick. different. Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. It's a totally different story. Um, also a great book. If you liked this one, I think you would like The Goddess Test as by well. Amy Carter. Yes, really good. I think it's like three books. Mm-hmm. Maybe a novella in there. Too. Yeah, there's like two novellas in between, but I didn't care for those. So I loved that it was it was modern. Um, I did too. All of the buildings within the skyscrapers and yes. the arenas, and yes. it was just great. It's called New Athens. Kind they of like have they have a little award New show New with the gods every year. Yes. Yes. Um, her best friend Alexa is kind of like <laughs> she would be the Cameron because Cameron loves celebrity gossip. She's like, oh, well, did you hear it? Like, look at what so and so is wearing, and da da da. Um, so Alexa is her friend that lives with her, and she doesn't know that she's a goddess, but she knows that she's with Haiti, Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really encourages that relationship, and then, um, later on, it kind of takes a turn a she's all that turn, if you will, because we find out that Hades and Aphrodite had a bet that Hades could make someone fall in love with him. Within six months. Within, that's why the terms were six months. So she's like, just like Rachel Lee Cook, when Freddie Prince Jr. and Paul Walker made that bet, Persephone's like, I'm a fucking bet. So, yes, he did make a bet, but it wasn't, like, her specifically. And he's like, that doesn't change my feelings for you. I still feel the way that I feel about you. So, that was an interesting twist. Um, And Aphrodite is, like, such a bitch. She, like, shows up to her work, and she's like, did you know that you were a bet? (laughs) Like, so witchy. Yeah. So, also... um. Adonis is like out to get her and she figures out why because he is Aphrodite's lover and she was like writing the story so the story that she wrote on Hades was just like she was working on it and then she like went to go get some coffee and she comes back and Adonis is like standing there reading her laptop and she's like um what are you doing and he's like oh I was just reading that's really good and she like shuts her laptop she's like okay well I'll send it to you when it's finished well he had already like emailed it to himself and published it. So, like, she wasn't even sure that she was going to post the story. Well, then it's fucking posted. And the boss is like, oh, this is great. You should, like, you should make this a series. And she's like, I wasn't even sure that I wanted to post this. And Hades so, hated it. Yeah, he did not like it. Um, He's like, this is really what you think of me? Right. And she finds out that Adonis has kind of been, like, setting her up because he's in with, he he's Aphrodite's lover. And Aphrodite knows about this bet. So they're just trying, like, obviously trying to make her, like, not fall in love with Hades because Aphrodite wants to win the bet. I don't remember what their terms were. Do you? I don't. Or was it just, like... Oh, it was. It was um because Aphrodite wanted one of her past lovers oh, returned. One of yes. her past lovers was a... He was, like, a war hero or something. So You're he right. was in Yeah, he was in, like, Valhalla or something, and she wanted him back. And what did Hades get if he won? I don't remember what Hades got. I don't remember. I don't think he got it. I don't think he got anything. He just didn't have to give her her soul back. Yeah. Something like that. Something. Um, so I was kind of confused when I first read Adonis 
was like a human because I thought he was a god. I did too. So I looked it up. Um, according to GreekMythology.com, he is the god of beauty and desire. Um, originally he wasn't like a Greek god, but then later he was adopted by the Greeks. And mm. then according to the most popular belief, he was the son of Theus, king of Syria. Um, but yeah, he was, cause he was supposed to got a beauty. It was like said he was like the most beautiful man or whatever. And he was, it says they were, he was very charming and beautiful in the book because he yeah. had Aphrodite's favor. He was like Aphrodite's little lover boy. Yes. A little bitch boy. <laughs> um, would you consider rereading this book? Yes. Yes. Any lingering questions or plot holes from the book that you're still thinking about? It never really said why Demeter hated Hades so much, besides the fact yeah. that they were destined to be together, her and him and Persephone. Persephone. I agree. Um, I feel like there's more to that story um, other than, I mean. So. Maybe it'll delve into it in the next few books. But, yeah. Technically, they're, like, related, all of the Greek gods. But, like, if Hades is Zeus's brother, brother. Demeter, hold up, let's see who her parents are. Well. It also doesn't say who Persephone's dad is, which I would like to know if that's going to be, like, Zeus a plot later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Who Demeter's parents are. Because I think it also kind of depends on, like, what you're, like, which one you're reading about. Okay, so this says Zeus was Persephone's father. Um, but who is Demeter's father? Let me just Google that. Who are Demeter's parents? Kronos. Okay. So they're like, they're, Demeter and Hades are related. They're something. Um, so wouldn't she be like, hey, you know, I know he's the god of the underworld, but like he's my cousin or whatever, so he's cool. There's something else going on that she's like, I don't want my daughter involved with this. But honestly, Demeter probably has some issues because she's got yeah. her daughter locked in a greenhouse for like 20 years. Yeah. So the chick's got some issues, maybe control issues. I well, Anna said some. Her wrath was wrathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It said that she could be so sweet and everything, but once she needed to pass down punishment, she passed down a punishment. Yes, she did. So, um, that's it. You know, the book ends with them. They break up, but then they get back together. Oh, and the best part is Persephone finds her powers and turns that mint bitch into like a twig. Mint plant. She turns her into a mint plant. <laughs> How fitting. <laughs> so, um, mint, mint. yeah, that's awesome. So, um, my surprise for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, I went to Scarlett's Instagram. She is the author of A Touch of Darkness, the book that we read this week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always like to follow the author, you know. And she had, um, a way, like an email address. She was like, hey, for like, you know, media inquiries or whatever, email this. So, I was like, hmm, I wonder if we could, like, talk to her. 
because I love this book and I just want to tell her like, hey, we love this book and we're doing it on our episode. So I like emailed her thinking like, you know, whoever's reading this, an assistant or whatever is never going to like forward it on. Right. They might just send back a generic little, you know, copy and paste. But Scarlett did read it and she did write back. (gasps) I always love when they write back. (laughs) She agreed to do an interview with us. So you're hearing it here. This is our interview with Scarlett St. Clair, author of A Touch of Darkness. I just sent her some questions and she said, I'm sorry, I'm really long winded, but here are my answers. So I'm going to go ahead and read the question and answers. You ready? Yes. Okay. First, and I couldn't ask you because I wanted to surprise you. So I couldn't ask Lacey, like, hey, what questions should we ask? I just came up with these on the fly, like on the fly. I was so excited. First question, what gave you the inspiration for this book and why did you choose Persephone and Hades? So Scarlett answered, I don't remember what exactly gave me the inspiration for the book, but I had written a sentence in my notes in 2016 about Greek gods coming to Earth. Then in 2017, I started to write little scenes between Hades and Persephone. Some were set in the modern world and some were set in ancient Greece. The ones in ancient Greece didn't feel right. I'm a very intuitive writer. So I just started to explore what it would look like if gods came to the earth. So new Athens was born. I remember that being a fun process because I had to consider what jobs these people would have or what investments they'd look into given their titles, um, symbols, and history. I chose to write about Hades and Persephone first because I felt more connected to their story. I'd read a lot of iterations, starting with the Homeric hymn Demeter, and uh, which is actually about Demeter and how she coped with the loss of her daughter. Spoiler alert, she didn't. I also think we are in this really cool era where we can take stories that hurt women, rewrite them, and empower those women. And that's what I hope to do with Persephone. I think we all want Hades and Persephone to have loved one another. We want to see that forbidden love wins. Recently, I learned from one of my Greek readers that the myth is taught to them differently in school. They are told that Hades and Persephone did love each other. I think it's a good example of how we modify myth to fit our current environment. So just a note from Cameron here. Um, when I was researching their story, a, a common one that I found um, that I chose not to share did involve rape. Mm-hmm. So that's another common thing that is taught. So I love that she's like, I want to spin this story and make it like positive and empowering and uplifting. I love that. And I love how she wrote it in little pieces. Mm-hmm. She started with just a little sentence and then a couple years later it became little scenes and then it just mm-hmm. developed from there. Yeah, that's cool. I wish I was that creative. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that's so cool. All right, next question. In writing the book, did you do a lot of research about Greek mythology or was it something you were already familiar with? What does your research process look like? And Scarlett answered both. I knew a lot about Greek mythology, and I also did more research. I have a bachelor's in English, so in college, I read a ton of epic poems. I remember being really drawn to the tragedy of myth, the absurdity of it, and it was always clear that the gods were no different than mortals, except they had powers. Anytime I'm going to play upon a myth really heavily, I read absolutely anything I can about the myth itself and then the backstories of the gods and people involved. I want to know everything so I can form motive and mindset. I did this for Adonis, it's a storyline, but since I cannot accept that Persephone would love anyone but Hades, I had to change that up. Um, Insert. I believe Adonis is the person Persephone cheats with in Greek mythology. Yeah, that would make sense because he's the god of beauty and all that. 
Okay, back to Scarlet. Uh, I also did this in a game of fate with this uh, Sisyphus storyline. That was that one was a challenge because I could not understand how a mortal could cheat death twice. So I got creative. And our next question: How important was it to get the gods, goddesses' details correct, such as their powers and their backstories? I feel like I was neurotic about incorporating their symbols and basing their power off of what they were gods or goddess of. I also had to consider how their powers would evolve over time. For instance, Hades has the Helm of Darkness, which was originally used to give him the power of invisibility. I felt like over time he would become so powerful he could just be invisible on his own without the helm. My thought process behind backstories was similar. With Hades, I knew he was born swallowed, and then born again, fully grown, and into a ten-year war. I imagine that would be harrowing for him, despite being God of the Dead, a title he wouldn't have been given until the end of that war. So I had to consider how he would view the world, how that would evolve over time. He was probably the most difficult to write because he is a very quiet person and he is very private. I also do not have personal experience with such harrowing events, so I had to read about those experiences to decide how everything would manifest for him in the present. That's very interesting. Um, it is. She, like, she is in it. She knows her stuff. And I love it. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> she, like, a lot of the things she mentioned I had to look up. I was like, oh, wow, I never heard that. <laughs> so she's definitely an expert. <laughs> Um, were there any scenes that didn't make it into the book that you really liked? And she responded, I think I put just about everything in there. The beauty of being an indie author. Uh, also, I usually try to include anything that doesn't fit in the main plot line as bonus content in the paperbacks and the hardbacks. So I highly recommend picking those up to read any extra content. So that's kind of like you said. Mm -hmm. There was at the end. So I guess she just turned that into like an entire book. I don't know if it's turned into an entire book. I know it's a good it's a good chunk of Hades' point of view. No, it is. There's a whole there's oh, a, there's a whole book. Yes, the whole series is in Hades' perspective, also. Oh. Uh huh. Kind of like um. Well, the first one that I ever knew to do it was E.L. James, The Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, before that, there was um. Oh. New Moon, uh, Eclipse, oh, Sarah My uh, Myers, Midnight Sun, Stephanie, yeah, 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 when she did Edward's point of view, but. And then got mad and took it down and wouldn't let anyone read it for 10 years. All right. <laughs> and then we got it 10 years later and it's, uh, I'm still salty about that. <laughs> Let's not sour this good mood. <laughs> no, no. Because Scarlet, I'm sure, will do Hades very much justice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read those next. Like, I already downloaded them. <laughs> After we finish this, I'm definitely going to read this little insert because I, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, after you read it, tell me. I want to know. Um, so, are there any scenes you would change if you could? And she said, nope, I don't think so. I feel very proud of A Touch of Darkness, all of the books, really. And you should be because they're excellent books. Very excellent. Did you hide any Easter eggs in the book? I would say there are a ton of myth-related Easter eggs, even more in the other books. I will have to go back and write an updated author's note for A Touch of Darkness, because in subsequent books, I illustrate the myths I took from and why. Of course, the Adonis myth is a huge, glaring Easter egg. There is a scene where, he how do you say her name? Hecate. 
is petting a polecat named Gail, which is an actual myth, and I thought it was hilarious, so I wanted to incorporate it some way. Most of the flowers mentioned are flowers that have symbolic meaning in Greek myths. Demeter has seven-pointed antlers, and Persephone's college is laid out in a seven-pointed star, which references a seven-day festival that was held in their honor. But it is also a a common symbolic number in various religions. Hades' driver, Antony, who is a cyclops, references that he was one of the cyclops who made the helm of darkness, the lightning bolt for Zeus, and the trident for Poseidon. Oh! That's all I can think of right now, but you get the idea. Also, I think, um, this is Cameron talking, I think Cyclops are like children of Poseidon, if I'm not mistaken. That I was, thought, um, I didn't think it was Poseidon. They're like his creatures because in, um, what is that book? It's a kid's series. Percy Jackson. Um, He's the kid of Poseidon, and one of his brothers is a Cyclops. And apparently, like, all Cyclops come from Poseidon. And I looked it up, and that was, like, a real... Let's just look it up. Who do you think they're they're from? In Hesoid, Hesoid, the Cyclops were three sons of Uranus and Gaia. Mm. Argus, Brontes, and Steropus, which is bright thunderer and light in there. Who forged the thunderbolts of Zeus? Later authors made them the workmen of Hephaestus and said that Apollo killed them for making the thunderbolt that slew his son. Mm. So, according to Greek gods and goddesses.net, according to Homer's Odysseus, where he introduced likely the most famous Cyclops, I think this is the one you just said, Polyphemus, Cyclops mm-hmm. were the sons of Poseidon, not, is it Gaia? Gaia? The Cyclops encounters Odysseus in Homer's tale where he is outwitted and blinded by the hero and turns the wrath of his father, Poseidon, on Odysseus. So I guess this is a, a, a Homer thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, Percy Jackson pulls it because according to Homer's Odysseus, um, he was introduced where he introduced likely the most famous Cyclops uh, were the sons of Poseidon, not Gaia. Yep. So it's kind of different takes, I guess. Yes, just like everything. Right. Yeah, depends on who you talk to. So next question. Did you draw on any real-life experiences or people for this book? And Scarlett said, I did, mostly my life. There is a line in this book where Persephone says she had taken control of her life, severing relationships as she went. The people she trusted six months ago were not the people she trusted now. I had just gone through this huge change in my life where I had to cut ties with a toxic best friend. The funny thing about that was I later read that sentence after Ruin was already out and was shocked by it. In the moment, I hadn't realized that I had added so much of my journey to Persephone. The biggest life experience I drew upon was my relationship with my mother. I think some people might view Demeter as extreme, but my mother was Demeter. My mother struggles with mental illness and is a narcissist. She kept me sheltered for most of my life. She criticized my face and body constantly. She was angry anytime I asked to hang out with friends, so much so I stopped asking because I had too much anxiety about her anger. One time after I had a job in my own car, I went to get my hair cut. I hadn't had my hair cut in six years. 
I came home with hair to my shoulders and they had straightened it. I was so anxious about coming home for my mom to see because I knew she'd hate it and she did. My only escape from her was college, so I definitely modeled that strange relationship after my own. Generally, I view these books as Persephone's journey. The first one is her learning to accept herself and how to view the world without influences other than her own. The second is her journey to empowerment. It's long and brutal, and she fails, as we all do. The third is her learning what it means to be a goddess and a queen. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, I love that she, you know, turned something... First of all, that she she modeled, whether she realized it or not, that Scarlett modeled Persephone as herself and that she, you know, turned something that has probably caused her a lot of pain into something beautiful. Yeah, that's very courageous. Um, So the last question I asked her, I said, if you I said, you don't have to, but if you were to cast, this is a game that we play. So if you were to cast a movie, who would you cast? So I'm going to let you go first before I give you Scarlet's answers. Okay. Okay. So you go first. I went with kind of like a lesser known, for the most part, a lesser known kind of indie cast, younger indie cast. Because this is a younger book except for Hades. Who's like a million years old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Persephone. I've got Olivia Holt. Uh, who is that? You won't know who any of these people are. Okay. She well, has been Google. in. Yes. She. Well, the most recent thing she was in was Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Okay, she's cute. Yes. That's, that's I, I Persephone. Okay. Um. Twenty-three. Perfect age. Mint is Sierra McCormick. Sierra McCormick. She, the most recent thing she was in was The Vast of Night. Okay. As the redhead, not the blonde, obviously. Uh, how do you spell Sierra? S-I-E-R-A. Oh, okay. That was my first mistake. Okay, okay. I can see it. Leah. I've got as India Isley. She's probably a little more known just for the fact that she was in, she's the little sister in the secret life of the American teenager. She's been in one of the underworlds as the daughter. Oh, she was the little sister in secret yes. life of the American teenager. Oh God. Yeah. That's a good show. If you want to watch that show, it's stupid, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Leah? That's India. That one. No. In the book, who is Leah? Lexa? Lexa, sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I don't remember who Leah is. <laughs> You're like, oh no. No, sorry, it was Lexa. I missed, Ooh, yeah. the, I missed the X in my notes. She okay? would make a good Lexa because she's sassy. Yes, and beautiful, just like yes, Lexa. She's very beautiful. And then the last one I cast, because I couldn't, oh no, I did cast Hades. I'll get to him in a second. Anyway, <laughs> Demeter I have is Kate Hudson. Okay, yeah, I can definitely, yeah, because Kate Hudson can be a real bitch. Yes. She could definitely do that. I did not cast Hecate because I could not find anybody that worked for her for me. Okay. And then Hades, you're not going to know who he is, but I'm in love with him, is Brock O'Hearn. 
He's been in uh, both of the Medea Boo movies, and then interesting. He, yes, and then he's he was more of a Zeus to me. He might have been more of a Zeus. I mean, he kind of looks like Thor in this picture. A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, or he kind of actually looks like um, Aquaman. What's his name? Jason oh. Momoa. I started blonde go, Jason Momoa. Yes, I started to go with Jason Momoa, but he did not work for me. As Hades? Yeah. I'm gonna, I, still I still don't think Brock O'Hearn is dark enough for Hades, but he is definitely gorgeous and big enough for Hades. With all due respect, Jason Momoa, he's a he's, I love him. He's so funny. He's so handsome, but he's just He's not Hades. He's not. He doesn't have like the emotional intelligence. Someone like Hades. Hades. Not even so necessary emotional intelligence. The emotional restraint. He's like funny and you know, right? Like he seems. Yeah. No. Not Hades. We we have to have intensity and dark. Intensity. Yes. Deaf and darkness. The quiet and the anger that emanates from Hades sometimes has to be palatable. <laughs> yes. You yes, have to yes. taste it in the air. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a few of mine. Um, and let me just say that my Hades is exactly who Scarlet picked as her Hades. So that was so freaking exciting. Um, I try, I always try to keep in mind, you know, like the character's age, but like I'm old, so yeah. like old people come to my mind first. I know they do to me too. I have to tear myself away because I want to be true. I want to be true yes. to the age of the book. So for Persephone, I also picked someone from the Secret Life of the American Teenager. <laughs> um, was it but great? I No, it was. What the hell is her name in the show? She's Ricky's friend that comes up, Clementine. Um, her name is Marielle Jaffe, and she's like, I know the book describes Persephone as blonde, but she's like got highlights, so you know, she could pull it off. Very beautiful. Are you looking her up? Yeah. M-A-R-I-E-L-L-E, and then last name J-A-F-F-E. Okay. Yeah. Young college student. Um, so for heck, how do you say her name? Hecate. I was thinking Katy Perry. Oh, I could see it. I could see it. She's got all the different color hair, you know, she can change out her hair. She's very like, yeah, but she can also heck some stuff. Okay. Exactly. She's sweet and nurturing and like, but yeah, she will hex your ass. She'll turn you into a polecat. Exactly. Um, Hermes, I was thinking Zac Efron. I could see that. Golden Ham- boy. Golden yeah. boy. He, yeah. Um, Demeter, I was thinking Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Because okay. I was also trying to play off who I cast for Persephone, and this is supposed to be her mom. Yeah. So I thought mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale would be like a good mom. Um, Mint, I gotta look up this chick's name. I don't know her real name. I just know. Um, Madeline Pitch. And she's the redhead from Riverdale. 
And she can play mint. I mean, she has the. I see it. Yeah, I see it. The chops. I mean, mm-hmm. she can be very like. She's like, had to be vindictive in Riverdale. Yes, vindictive. It. That's the word I was looking for. Perfect. Um. So I don't want to give you my Apollo because you're going to find out more about him in the second book. Um. I'll go ahead and TBD you- maybe yes. to another episode. TBD. Um, I'll go ahead and give you my Hades. Do you want to guess? <laughs> Is it a guy from Magic Mike? No. Okay. Who are you thinking it was going to be from Magic Mike? Who do you think I was thinking? Dick Richie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he did cross my mind, but no, it was not Joe Manganiello. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> Um, no, I picked Henry Cavill. Mm. Um, hello, he is perfect. Have you seen The Witcher? Not yet, but I've okay. seen pictures of him in The Witcher. You need to watch The Witcher because you would love it. He is. I eventually will because I've played the game. Oh, you have? Oh, well, then yeah, you yeah. really. And you're going to, so like Steve had played the game too. So like he knew a major spoiler that mm-hmm. me, the average person watching the show does not know. So you're going to kind of be ahead of the game. You're going to love it. So Scarlett, our girl also picks Henry Cavill, but she said, or I can't believe I'm saying this, but Tom Hardy. <laughs> um, I, I don't know about Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, I can't see Tom Hardy. He's a rough boy that maybe, yeah, yeah I can see the roughness and maybe not anybody seeing past that roughness. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like Tom Hardy, and I think he's a great actor, but he doesn't do it for me like sexy. No. no. So per, for Persephone, Scarlett chose Dove Cameron. Um, Look her up. She's a very cute little blonde. She, she also said that Scarlett said she had a reader who did the cast, so she modified a few because she like loved what her reader picked, but then she added her own too. Dove Cameron, I think she's in like a Disney movie where the kids of the villains descendants. She's been in all yeah. the descendants. Descendants. Who's kid? She, she um. She was also in Agents of Shield. I think she's Maleficent's daughter in Descendants. I'm not sure. I so, think. Oh. So. For Hec- how do you say her name? Hecate. Hecate. Why the fuck can I say that? <laughs> Hecate. She picks Zoe Kravitz, and I think that is a very That's good. That's good. That's a good one. Zoe could definitely do it. Um, Lexa. She picked Coco Jones or Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, I don't see Vanessa Hudgens, but I oh. like Coco Jones. Who is she? She's a singer. Okay. She's also been an actress, yeah, but she's a singer, too. And then for Sybil, she picked Logan Browning. Looking her up. Oh, wow, she is so pretty. Yeah, she she is an amazing oracle. Oracle, yeah, definitely. Definitely someone a god would want to bone. (laughs) Those eyes, those eyes are definitely oracle-like. Yes, that was the first thing. I was like, oh, my God, her eyes are beautiful. Um, Demeter, Scarlet casted Kate Winslet. 
she said never considered her, but it works really well. And yeah, Kate can definitely pull that off. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that, especially from Divergent. I can see it. Yes. Thanatos, she picked Avin Jogia. Jogia. Um, he was on Nickelodeon's Victorious. Oh yeah, I know about him. He's handsome. He is handsome. Aphrodite, Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Good one. That's the the redhead from Mad Men. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and she's then... She's also in Good Girls. She's also what? In Good Girls. I don't know if that is. It's a good show. You need to watch it. Okay. Um, Hermes, she picked Robert Sheehan. She said, I think he would be hilarious. I'm not familiar with him either. Yeah, Umbrella Academy. I haven't watched that. I haven't either. Immortal Instruments. Who was, who was this one casters again? Hermes. Hermes. And then for Mint, she picked Alexandra Breckenridge. Oh, she's... um. She is the chick from oh. Virgin River, and she's also on This Is Us. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her around, too. She's been American Horror Stories and stuff, too. Oh, she is? Yeah. So, that is Scarlet's cast for A Touch of Darkness. That was fun. That was fun. That was cool. I, and I, she was totally cool. I was like, hey, you don't have to answer if you want to, because I totally get it. But she was willing to play, and that was awesome, Scarlett. So thank you for thank you so answering much. our questions and surprising Lacey. I, hope I love the surprised. cast ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I even wrote her back. I said, girl, Henry Cavill is exactly who I pictured. He's just perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, we love the book. Can't wait to read. Can't wait to read the second one and the third and the third and the fourth. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we loved it, Scarlett. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Um, I picked our next book. Our next book. So it's gonna be. It's not two weeks because we're behind. So let me see. Um, it's gonna be the March second episode. Is that right? Yes. yes. Okay, so we're going to read The Push by Ashley Audrain. This book is all over Instagram. Everyone is talking about this book. This is a hot book right now. Um, So we'll have a good little discussion on that one. Let me make sure I don't have any readers things to read. I don't want to. We don't want to forget anybody. I don't want to forget anyone because this week has been crazy. Um, Okay, I had a note. Don't forget that. So Kelly said, it took a while to get to the steamy parts, but once we were there, we were there. We were <laughs> there. Love the Greek mythology angle, and Hades is hot as hell. And yes. She said, if my man ever ever asked me if I'm well, I will literally combust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to read that on the show, Kelly. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to. It was really funny. Um <laughs> Yeah, we loved it. We're going to read The Push on March 2nd. Next week, we're going to have our talkie sewed, and we're talking about erotica or smut. 
Right. I think we should see why they call it smut. That would be interesting. So send us the ones that you like. Any questions, comments, suggestions to bookwormsonepodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram to bookworms1podcast. We're going to make sure we have power. We got our episode yes. out on time, but we love you guys. Thank you for checking on us. Um, Thank I, you. On our Instagram, some ways. If you want to help Texans, there's some different places you can donate to. Or if you're a local Texan yourself, you can, you know, take donations to places. I put some info about that on our Instagram. But we love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Little, say bye. Yeah.